Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, happy belated birthday. Hey, thanks. Riley Smurl. Last time we uh, did this podcast, I was 18. Now I'm 19. It's my last year being a teenager. Uh-oh. Well, so then, I, then we all gotta find new jobs. Yeah, I don't know what happens to my job once I turn 20. <laughs> we kick but, you off. It's gone. Why do you think Sydney had two two kids? We gotta get the next generation out here. Charlie will be six. Is that old enough for her to start her career? Um, I mean, you know, we gotta do something. Sydney, I think that kicks you out, though. I think it just bumps everyone up one. I Aww. think Taylor and I become the the older generation, and Charlie becomes the new one. And oh man, is that how it works? All yeah, right. three three spots. I don't just have any other marketable skills <laughs> <laughs> or any other podcasts. <laughs> This is true. I was joking. I have a I medical know. degree. I know. <laughs> you are a doctor. Oh, Sid, I don't think a anyone knew doctor. that. Thanks for mentioning that. That's just <laughs> once a podcast, once every podcast. By the way, I have a medical degree. Well, it it see if if anybody also listens to Sawbones and then they heard me say that on this podcast, they might think it was all an elaborate hoax. <laughs> that is, that is quite. She never was a doctor. A doctor of jokes. <laughs> Uh, so Riley, how was your birthday celebration? Um, it was great. I, uh, a few days after my birthday, I fulfilled a long standing childhood dream of seeing the Jonas Brothers in concert <laughs> because you got me tickets and it was the best night of my life. <laughs> well, good. It was amazing. The Jonas Brothers grew up. They are all Jonas men now. Um, no longer boys. They're, they're still brothers. It doesn't they're stop. still brothers, but they are men. <laughs> they um, they did shots on stage because they're grown ups now. Um, what? And I thought it was funny that when I was listening to the Jonas Brothers growing up, I was like, you know, like eight or nine when they were super popular the first time. It was a whole ten years ago, um, and everyone I knew that liked them was also eight or nine years old. And now at this concert. I did not see one child. Everyone I saw was at least probably 18 or 19 years old. And most of them were drinking. So most of them were older. I, I assume that the, uh, the current U.S. shortage of White Claws... Was because of the Jonas Brothers in, World Tour. Is entirely because of the Jonas Brothers Tour, right? Yes. Is that... They were that. selling so many White Claws at this <laughs> at this concert, and everyone around me was drinking one. <laughs> I think that's how you summoned a, a reunion tour. I think that's what happened. White Claws. Like, the, the consumption of a million White Claws brings yeah. forth the Jonas Brothers as men. <laughs> I mean, we we're. it was just a stadium full of high school and college age young women mm -hmm. uh singing along to jonas brothers songs that came out in the year 2008 with fully grown jonas brothers this is a little weird for me because i've gone to a lot of like reunion tours for bands that like i was like way too young like i would have missed like bands that were around like the late 80s the idea that like when the jonas brothers came out i was like oh i'm too old for that and now they're having a reunion and i'm like well i'm too old old for that like <laughs> i'm i'm so old that like my only reference point for the for them really i mean i was aware of them yeah. i've never listened to their music it's disgraceful outside of like if it was if it was playing somewhere and i didn't know that that was yeah. who it was perhaps this has happened i'm not i'm not gonna say it that probably happened but i watched them on that new 
TV show where they pick somebody <laughs> to make a song. Oh, yeah. They, they have a bunch of uh, songwriters come on and, like, perform songs that they've written. And then, like, a, they always have a musical artist there who gets to choose one of them that they're going to record. Yeah. Um, which is very cool like they go through the process of how they rework songs which is cool and also a little bit like but I like I like the way they did it the first time mm-hmm. anyway the Jonas Brothers were on there and they yeah. reworked a song and um, so that's that's it they're very musically talented they are I was very impressed with their musicality on this program they are <laughs> perhaps my favorite part about the Jonas Brothers is how <laughs> just say they were they are they they were very good like with their instruments and their I love vocalization how self-aware <laughs> Kevin Jonas is because uh, when the Jonas Brothers first came out everyone's favorite was either Joe or Nick they were the two younger ones they were the two that sang and then like as they were like getting older Kevin was the one that got married started having kids he never sang all he did was play guitar and at this concert he did. That is what he did. He stood there while his brother sang and just played guitar for them and then smiled at everyone like, Am I, I'm doing good. I'm playing guitar for my brothers, my younger brothers. I love them both very much. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being the cool, quiet guitar player. Is that what you would be? No. Because <laughs> he's the oldest. I've never been cool in my life. <laughs> which, which Jonas brother would we all be? Oh, that's right. There are three of them. There are three of them. Uh... I would that would that make mm. you Kevin? You're gonna have, I guess. I, you're I gonna have. Taylor's like a Taylor's like a. Which Joe. one's punk? Joe's the middle one. Joe is the one that wanted. To, you said you were reading that list about the Jonas <laughs> Brothers. Okay. He wanted to be. He wanted to be punk. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that in 2008, 2009 had the really, really like long, shaggy hair that like covered half of his face. And in all their music videos, he'd either spike it up or wear it down, and always wore like blazers with ripped jeans and stuff in his music videos and always did blazers this, and ripped yeah, jeans always did the oh, screaming wow. in all the songs like whenever they'd have like a guitar riff and a little, a little like sc- yell what, they have he screaming? did the screams There's he did the screams um is but this, nick was what nick is was the jonas <laughs> nick was the baby who always did like the the soft like the sweet guitar songs oh, okay so you want you want to be the baby he was the baby i love okay. nick all right, Joe is always baby. my favorite, though. I was always in love with Joe. I guess I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin's the one who got married and had two kids, while the other ones were still like, you know, young and teens cool. and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's fitting. All right, all right. Hey, cool. listen, I I feel like Kevin is probably thinking the same thing I would be thinking, which is I'm just happy I didn't get left out like bonus Jonas. <laughs> Oh no! Is one of us bonus Jonas? Wait, there's. A, you said there were three. What's a? Well, there's a. They have a fourth younger brother who's much younger than them. And His they name named is Frankie. him Bonus. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not <laughs> <much>. <laughs> His name is Frankie. And what I remember about Frankie is when the Jonas Brothers had a very short-lived television series on the Disney Channel called Jonas. Uh-huh. He was in their TV series. Mm-hmm. And they always joked about him being the forgotten fourth <laughs> Jonas Brother. Oh, no. He's like, I think he's like my age. I think he, you know, was like a, a kid when they were teens and making music and stuff. I knew that they must have gotten up in that Disney Channel action at some point. Oh, yeah. They were in Camp Rock. That is a Disney Channel thing. Camp Rock was like the sure. next big high school musical after high school musical. Ah. 
It was a Disney Channel original I, movie listen, with Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. I, I am deep into Descendants right now. Oh, my gosh. That's really where I am. Uh, the the Descendants movies. I've seen all three. And then uh, while we were at Disney World, they had a Descendants pajama party sing-along. Were you all about that? Uh, we went and attended it and watching preteen girls, because that's what it was. It <laughs> yeah. was a row of, and my and my my daughter, who I guess is preteen. I guess all kids before they're 13 are preteen. Uh, watching them sit on pillows and eat popcorn and sing at the top of their lungs along with the Descendants was, I mean, it was so joyful. It was amazing. I love that. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't, Uh, I I didn't know there was a, um, I thought the Descendants was a punk band. I mean, it is. That's my only (laughs) touch point. And I was very confused as to why. Tay, I feel like you'd be very into the Descendants. (laughs) Little girls today were really into some, some late 80s punk, early 90s. Well, the the Descendants is a movie about all the uh, Disney characters' kids. Like all the villains' kids and all the good guys' kids. Okay, Sounds like something I'd enjoy. Like Maleficent's it's, daughter and Crelladeville's son. It's interesting because the villains' kids, or VKs as they're called, uh, the VKs, ha- are, they're a little more nuanced. Like they've grown up in this world of evil and now they don't really feel that. And so they're trying to like reach beyond this like evilness they've been taught to like be something more to like self-actualize and be a whole person with both good and bad. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the hero kids like the good people kids are are like a little kind of spoiled and take it for granted because they've kind of lived these lives of privilege it's a very interesting anyway i just think it's i agreed to starting this podcast on. <laughs> off as me talking about the joe's brothers and how much i love them i realized it was going to turn into sydney's descendants fan cast well, i'm sorry i love the descendants that sounds pretty good though i like the runaways and that's they're not yeah runaways that's kind of the same thing it's a bunch of kids that are the kids of super villains and then they're yeah become a fighting team so ah, cool it's nuanced but it's been 10 minutes of this podcast, and all we've done is talk about the Jonas Brothers and the Descendants, which I guess are both teen things, but not what we were talking about today. Well, let's talk about another teen thing. That's fine. Go ahead, Riley. Well, You're in charge no, of this you always, transition No, now. you always do. You just you, you always you do just it. just made a demand uh, for, for the topic change. Uh, you, you know what? The Jonas Brothers probably... Actually, I don't know. That's assuming a lot. You know what they probably didn't do is go to regular school. They probably went to boy band school. And you know what they have at regular school that the Jonas Brothers probably didn't have are teachers. They, wait, boy oh, band school doesn't have teachers? No, they just have sense. guitars. Somebody's got to... Hold on. They taught themselves. Kevin said, here, brothers, let me show you. And Kevin started playing guitar and they followed. So, see, really, Kevin is uh, the secret hero of the Jonas Brothers. I don't think that this is a good pro- Their representation. unsung savior. I think they probably had teachers. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sid there and also just assume uh, I don't do the transitions, okay? It's Do it better. Okay, well, we're, we're already here. We're here now talking about teachers. <laughs> It's, we, we drove up on the curb and ran over the mailbox, but we've arrived. <laughs> we are we are present uh, here here on the subject matter. <laughs> the 
interesting thing, especially for you currently, Riley, is I think you have seen now after a year of college that like your relationship with teachers really changes. Yes. From everything before mm-hmm. to once teachers start to become professors. Yes. Or profs. Do you call them profs? No. I've never done that. Really? Yeah. Not once? No. Sid, did you? No. Like to their face? No, but like I would ask, like I would use that term. What but profs? Use it in a sentence. Will you please? Hey, please use it in a sentence. Uh, <laughs> that you would have used. Where we'll, we have a meeting with the profs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not a. That is not a sentence. You've never used that word. Not yet. a word. I will, be, I will be attending a descendant sing along with the fellow props. <laughs> the ruling is not a word. No. I am merely an assistant prop. That, so that is a word that like a guy with two popped collars and a puka shell necklace in like a bad <laughs> college movie has said. Hey, like, what's up, prof? Yeah, hey, exactly. Prof. <laughs> uh. Okay, fair. Anyway, it everything changes because I feel like when you're, you know, when you're a teenager, your teachers are still although I don't know, I'm going to say this, but I don't I this was not entirely my experience. Your your teachers are this entity that only exists when you're at school. Yeah. And like you go into the room where the teacher lives. <laughs> Yeah, that's where they live. That's that, where they were born and where they will live always. <laughs> that is the room where the teacher lives. And then the teacher interacts with you and then you leave the room and you, I don't know if the teacher interstasis or. <laughs> Just kind of disintegrates <laughs> yeah. and then reforms at the start of the next school day. I don't, I don't know if they power down. <laughs> Just At some point they grade your papers and put stickers on them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, this is not, I do not mean offense to any teachers. I love teachers. Teachers are great. And this is why I say this was not really my experience. Cause like I did chat with my teachers in between classes. I did join like clubs and groups specifically so that I could get more FaceTime with some of the teachers that I thought were particularly inspiring or cool. Uh, So this is not me, but I feel like that your impression of teachers is that outside of school, you don't know what they do Yes, or where they are. I remember very clearly the first time I think I was in middle school and one of my teachers in middle school started doing theater like the same place I was doing theater. So we were at rehearsals together and I remember just being like, you're not. Oh, uh, this is (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) The exact first place my brain went when you said that is I know where I would think and that's oh no this means that if we're in the show we're going to be in the dressing room together and then I might see my teacher's panties. (laughs) That is definitely where everyone else's brain went first. How do you come back from that? That's not where I went. Oh that would be trauma. (laughs) No one's supposed to see teacher panties. Well either way I think whether we're talking about (laughs) Actual underwear or emotional nudity. Yes. It's a metaphor. Yes. There is a vulnerability associated with theater that perhaps you are not ready to experience with, you know, your social studies teacher. Right. Hmm. Um, Or maybe you are. No judgment. But I I think that it is is true that generally speaking, like, in, in high school, there are the teachers and there are the students and never the twain shell. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like that line from Mean Girls, right? Where they, they're at the mall and they see their teacher and they say seeing a teacher outside of school is like a dog walking on its hind legs. <laughs> like it's just, it's unnatural, well, and they, but it happens. They have a lot more, I mean, I don't want to say they have more power over you in high school, but it's a very distinct kind of like, I mean, you could, you know, like it's a bit more of a, the, the relationship is super different. Like it's more of a parental figure, you know, they can, yeah, they, you can get in trouble with your teacher that doesn't really happen in college you can't get in trouble they can't send you to detention yeah. in college i gotta send you to the principal's office right? <laughs> that's very true did you when you did see a teacher outside of school no matter what level we're talking about did you like the first thing i would always think is i wonder if since we're outside of school i can casually ask them how i did on that last paper or test or whatever nope. hmm no, Never that's just I me. About. No, I would just have, like leave. Like if you're at the mall and you see a teacher, that's just a store you don't go in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on which teacher it is. Some of the teachers are like you know, the cool, cool teach. Uh-huh. You know? Cool prof. <laughs> cool teach. I don't um, know. And in, I guess the other big difference is like in high school, I would say that the in the majority of classes I was in were small enough that if I saw my teacher outside of school, they would recognize that I was one of their students. For sure. Um, Whereas in college, that's a lot. Yeah. That changes a lot too. I mean, yes, I was in small classes where my teachers would recognize me, but I was also in big giant lectures, especially for my early sciences that I I guarantee if I walked up to the professor and started talking, they, they would probably pick up on context clues. Yeah. They're pretty smart, but or like if you're me and you're in a class for a whole semester with only seven other people in it, and then you see the teacher two months later after the class ends, and they don't remember who you are. <laughs> well, oops. <laughs> well, context. Did it know. make a good enough impression? Ah, uh, context. That's part of it. I mean, yeah. when you see your teacher outside of school, sometimes it's like it, it's it can be a little jarring. Yeah. Wait a second. Um, I remember my senior year English teacher uh after I graduated and was about to start college she was like I I loved her and loved her class and everything um she was like hey let's go get coffee and catch up you know before you start college and I remember the first time I I sat down with this teacher outside of class talking to her and we were just having like casual conversation and I went to go call her by her like teacher name she was like no call me you know first name I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) First name. Wow. I don't think I could do that. I didn't. I was like, no, I'm going (laughs) to stick with teacher name because that feels too unnatural. I don't know that I have any of my like high school teachers or anybody that I ever called by their first name. Like I got to a point where I could have been on a first name basis with them. Even teachers I had back in like middle school that now I only know as like a, I don't want to say friend because like still a teacher, but like. On an acquaintance level outside of school, mm-hmm. like I haven't interacted with them in a school setting in many, many years, still call them teacher name. Does Has social media changed this at all? Like, are you, do you interact with any of your teachers on social media? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have teachers. <laughs> I'm trying, that is, <laughs> see, this blows my mind. Taylor, the equivalent, because I was thinking like, well, when I was in high school, we obviously we weren't on Twitter. Right. Uh, but, like, imagine, like, your, I don't know, your teacher on your MySpace. Well, I mean. Or, like, 
your teacher reading your live journal. I like I don't I can't I can't come up with like some or the thing is like I mean I couldn't interact with them when I was still in high school. Like there's these weird like I don't know if they're real yeah, I don't know if they're real rules or if they're just like these unspoken rules of of the social media age that you can't like friend your teacher on Facebook until after you graduated. But I don't, I, yeah, I guess I know that was always something someone that someone said, like, no, you can't like follow them on Twitter, or, like friend them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever until like you're not their student anymore. I love the idea that there are some students who are going like, man, when can I start friending my teachers on Facebook? And, you know, there are going to be other students who are looking at you going, y- what? Yeah, that I'm was sorry. <laughs> that was me, except I wanted to friend my teachers on Facebook. I and know, everyone else was like, what are you? what <laughs> you're asking when can i <laughs> yeah well i was one of those kids in high school that my only close teachers were all of my english teachers and all four years i became very close to all of my english teachers and wanted very much to hang out in their classroom extra and talk to them after class i saw a tweet once that said you could tell how sad someone is in high school by how close they were to their english teachers <laughs> i feel very attacked <laughs> I would say that was generally true about English teachers, maybe more so than other teachers. I don't know. Yeah. Tay, do you think that was... Although you would probably say the same about your art well, teachers. Well, that's... Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I didn't... I didn't have a lot of actual... Well, that's not... I don't want to say actual friends in high school. My art teachers were my friends in high school. I didn't have any, like, my age friends, really, to speak of. Mm-hmm. Kid friends. I didn't have kid friends. I had adult friends, and they were the nice old ladies that ran the art department, <laughs> and they let me eat lunch in their room, so I didn't have to eat alone. Uh, they were my friends. I'd stayed in contact with one of my art teachers. Uh, I mean, pretty consistently on social media, like every now and and then, like through college, she'd like one of my kind of like depressing, like Facebook posts. And I'd be like, oh no, she's watching. I gotta, I gotta try harder. (laughs) I don't want her to think I'm a failure. Yeah. Like, you know, I went to art school. I'm supposed to make it. She's counting on me. I gotta do better. Um, we're still friends on social media. I still call her by your teacher name. Like, I saw her at the, yeah. the, the Sawbones book signing when I was in town. And I absolutely mm-hmm. can never call her anything but by teacher name. But uh, Teacher name. Yeah. For sure. But it, it, regardless, she was still one of my, my, my best friends in high school. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I, I think there are certain, though. I mean, like, I, I definitely, of all of the different... Uh, I had a couple science teachers that I formed a pretty strong bond with. Yeah, but you I were would say, a science girl. Yeah, well, maybe so. Maybe it's not always. It's just that you English people then go write about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. Well, and it's and now I, I now I write full time in college. Just learn about writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I'm thinking like in the restaurant world, like I have like 18 year old like bussers and runners that I consider like, oh yeah, that's my friend. But in the, like, that's the age gap there is similar. Like, you know, an 18-year-old. Do they call you Miss Taylor? No, I mean, we're, you know, we're <laughs> like, I think like, oh, it's like, that's weird to be friends with a teacher, right? I'm like, well, heck, I'm like so much older than these people that I, I consider like, you know, like we go out to dinner together. Like, oh, I guess it's not that weird. It's just the, just the context. Yeah. Maybe you could get them to call you prof. No, I, I would not ever want them to call me that weird. Professor Cocktails. <laughs> That doesn't even sound like a cool word, like prof. How about you could be Dr. Cocktail? No. So they just shorten it to, never mind. I don't think I could say that on this podcast. Yeah. Let's 
we'll let you. Hey, you know what we should do There's, before we keep talking about like Doc teachers. Ock from Spider Man, but using the words you said. <laughs> we'll let hey. you suss that out at home, but in the meantime, <laughs> let's check the group message. Please, please, nobody Quickly. call me that. Um, I have a sponsor I want to tell you about. Sisters, oh, we'll go for it. I'm going to because this week still buffering is sponsored in part by HelloFresh. We've told you about HelloFresh before, but we're going to do it again because we like HelloFresh so much because they make dinner easy and they make cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. They give you step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients, and there's something for everyone. They have family recipes uh, to calorie smart and a vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Craft Burgers. And you can add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. How yeah. delicious. You have a little pre-dinner snack, a little post-dinner snack. Um, that's that's dessert. Okay, <laughs> what if I want to call it my post-dinner snack? What if I wanted the cookie dough before and I wanted the garlic bread after? I think that you could use appetizer as well, but whatever. Everything's a snack if you want it to be. Everything's <laughs> a snack. You know what dinner is? Just big, big snack. Big old snack. Listen, HelloFresh is not going to tell you which you have to eat in what order. No. They're just going to send you the delicious food. And you make that decision for yourself. Um, so, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? Uh, well, you can get a total of $80 off in your first month. So that's $20 off uh, each of your first four boxes. Uh, you just need to go to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering80 and enter promo code stillbuffering80. That's HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering80, promo code stillbuffering80. Get that 80 bucks off your first month and have all the snacks you want. Big snacks, little snacks, dessert snacks, early snacks, late snacks. Midday snacks, that's lunch. Morning <laughs> snack, that's breakfast. Oh, just snacks. Snacks, snacks all day. Uh, Sisters, Still Buffering is also supported this week by Dashlane. Now, I am someone who's bad at password dean me too yeah uh the internet anytime i create a password uh, whatever device i'm using is always trying to suggest to me like better passwords and i never use them because i'll forget them um and so Dashlane is a solution uh that would work for me and you and everyone everyone who is in this exact same situation because it's a password management app that will solve all your how to password problems by keeping all your online information safe, secure, encrypted, and easy to access. Uh, Dashlane will do that by remembering all those passwords so you don't have to. Uh, so you also don't end up using the same password every time, which is a bad idea. I using, definitely do that. <laughs> yes, or using a really easy to crack password, which is also a bad idea that we're all guilty of. Dashlane seamlessly autofills all your login information, syncing automatically across all of your devices. It even stores payment details. Dashlane can even generate all those super strong passwords for every account. So those passwords that I say I'll never remember, well, Dashlane's going to generate them for you and then store them in an ultra-secure password vault that only you can unlock. So then you can use all those complicated passwords that we really all should be using uh, for all of our all of our secrets, our internet secrets. Right. Mm. Uh, so secrets. if our listeners want to check out Dashlane, which I would highly advise you to do, Taylor, where should they go? Well, you should go to dashlane.com slash stillbuffering. You can get Dashlane free on your first device. 
As a special offer for Still Buffering fans, they're even offering a 30-day free trial of Dashlane Premium, including VPN, dark web monitoring, and more. And if you like it, use code STILLBUFFERING at checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. Dark so web go do monitor. that and stop using bad passwords. Yeah. I should do that. Probably. Yes. Uh, so as we were as we were mentioning, things kind of change. Uh, I, I with your teachers as you get to college, I I was somebody who like like I said, I kind of already looked for these opportunities when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I would say I was closest with one of my English teachers. Mm hmm. Uh, and she would have like outside of school gatherings for our creative writing class, mm -hmm. which was very like, oh, my gosh, we're going to see a teacher in her native habitat outside of school. <laughs> Wait, you mean she doesn't live in her classroom? <laughs> we're going to go somewhere, meet with a teacher, see what like her living room looks like. Yeah. It's crazy. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> I um. I remember I went to a uh, a comedy show at a local like restaurant slash bar type place um, mm -hmm. recently, um, and I went in and I saw like two of my professors, like someone who's very important and like like a dean of of one of the colleges, and all just like dressed very casually, like at the bar or you know having dinner, and they were all like, "Hey, what's up?" Like you you coming here to see comedy like talking to me just like about casual stuff and i was just like i this is you're wearing jeans <laughs> and you're you're at a bar i know you're an adult but you're you're at a bar it's just very weird like what you always wonder like am i gonna get in trouble for being yeah here? am i are you mad at me for being here like it's a it's a restaurant but like are you gonna is this cool are we equal? Uh, I think this says something about probably my wardrobe choices, but I uh, I remember when I graduated from medical school, um, I wore a dress because mm -hmm. it was graduation and I thought I should dress up, so I wore a dress. And uh, at the end of the ceremony, two of my professors came over to ask me if I had a tattoo on my leg because it was the first time You'd that, ever that they'd ever seen <laughs> oh, this tattoo no. on my leg, and then they took away your medical degree because they realized that you were a rough person. <coughs> yep, wow. I had a moment where Bad I like, girl. I was terrified. Like they've seen my tattoo, <laughs> now they know. <laughs> what are they? I mean, they liked it, right? They also thought it was surprising that I had a tattoo, and I was like, "Haha, aha! I have levels. <laughs> you did depth layers." I had, a I had a similar experience when I was at like a kind of like a school event um, and I was wearing a dress, but I was wearing a, like a cardigan over it and I kept the sleeves long intentionally so that all these, you know, important uh, adults in my program wouldn't see my tattoo on my wrist. Not that I'm like embarrassed of it, but just because like, I don't know, it was an important event. I figured like, I probably should. I don't know. No one else here has any tattoos. And I remember I reached up my hand to shake hands with someone and my sleeve came up. And one of the other students was like, oh, I love your tattoo. And I looked at her like, why would you, why'd you out me like that, dog? I was going to, I was going to cover it back up. Why'd you just say something? And instead of saying anything about it, the uh, woman I was shaking hands with was like, oh, you know, I've always thought tattoos were just so beautiful and so intricate and so interesting. I really like that. And I told her what it was for. And I was like, you know what? 
that's what that's what college is about. Well, <laughs> yeah, but see, the problem that can also happen in college because your teachers can be cool is that sometimes they're cooler than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I read. That's true. I read into that a lot in art school, specifically because it's art school in New York. Of course, the professors are all really cool, but like, yeah. there's like the head of my department was like this tattooed dude who like. Like, just, like, he was all about being cool. And I remember one of my, like, one of my assessment meetings, he recommended this one class for me, and it was, like, a computer graphics class. I'm like, that's not really what I do. He's like, right, but this professor that teaches is an incredibly cultured, incredibly cool guy, and you just need to, like, work on that. I'm like, I need to work on, I need to work on being cool? Being cool? (laughs) You need to, like, have that exposure to, like, you know, scenes and, like, the world and, like, cool stuff. And I'm like, you're telling me to take a class that has no effect on my major. That has nothing to do with what I do artistically because the professor will teach me how to be cool. (laughs) And I did because the cool dude told me to take the cool class. I got an A in the... Did you get cooler? I got an A in the cool class, but I don't think I got any cooler. (laughs) I just did my assignments on time. But you got Ooh, an A. But and wait, good grades are cool. I don't think getting yes. an A in cool class is actually how you get a how you get cool. <laughs> I think the secret that is the, you fail cool class, and exactly. he says, "Okay, that you're was in. your problem. Your Welcome problem to the real class." Is that you did too well in cool class, and that's not cool. <laughs> that's what I was. I was supposed to like like get frustrated and walk out, like throw on my leather jacket and be like, "F this class, I'll take that F." And they're like, "And that's why you passed, cool kid." And I didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> that, they were like You're similarly to eat it prof exactly yeah. that's when that used that's the one time that word is, is used there was even like like some of the cooler kids in my department would go out with like co- a couple of the professors and drink with them but I was never invited and it really bugged me that I wasn't cool enough to have a drink with the teacher <laughs> <laughs> we had we had one of those cool professors uh, I remember from college. I mean, I had lots of good professors. I had lots that I thought were very cool. But yeah. I, there was one that was like, I think by universal standards would be accepted as particularly cool. Uh, he wore an Indiana Jones hat. Whoa. Wait, was it, and, it wasn't Indiana Jones, was it? Because he was a professor. I know. Mm. I know. And he wore an Indiana Jones hat and he pulled it off. Mm. Oh. Which is a whole other thing. Uh that's a whole other that's painfully true when you see somebody in indiana jones hat and they're not pulling it off yes they might be me (laughs) i was Uh, gonna say wait (laughs) i had an indiana jones hat at some point as did i uh but he pulled it off he was an english professor he had a wonderful uh he had a wonderful voice and so he would read things to the class like Uh poetry and stuff and everybody was just like that voice and that hat and the hat and he was and like he was like proficient in like several different martial arts. Yes, he was so cool. Yes, everybody thought he was just the coolest. He was proficient in several different martial arts. Are you sure he <laughs> he wasn't? Was he an adventurer uh, in the in the summertime? I think he was an adventurer. I know that he did like uh, West Virginia adventuring type stuff, like uh-huh. hiking, climbing, rafting, like those kinds of mm-hmm. outdoor adventures. So mm-hmm. perhaps he did maybe more intricate adventures and i i wasn't aware you had west virginia jones as your teacher yeah he, uh, he gave me a standing ovation once when i did an oral interpretive reading for the class and it was one of the greatest days of my life the birth of my children are it's above that 
but only you a got Carly and Cooper <laughs> tied for first and second, and then that's number three. Wow, where's where's your like proposal or your wedding? Where does Justin fall on this? Say your wedding's like number four. Oh, they're up there too. It's just this was a really good moment for me. Wow. Uh, I'll tell you. You mentioned drinking with a professor, and that's that. I think that's where college, like that, was the thing that really I didn't know how to. I didn't know what to think of that situation the first time when I remember we had some sort of outside of the classroom activity and it was like a learning, but also there was drinking uh-huh. activity. <laughs> and I remember being like, do is I can, do I have that in front of you? Is this okay what is the are we equal what are the rules and like i i don't know like uh, is one is that cool or yeah i I don't i I found that very hard for me to navigate at first yeah i mean i enjoyed the the like i i really enjoyed that because i figured out about halfway through high school like oh man these teachers not just the stuff they're teaching me but like a lot of them are really cool people who have a lot of cool stuff going on that I don't know anything about. And they're more cool adults in my life that I can learn things from and like, yeah. you know, want to be like. And once I figured that out, I really wanted to be closer to a lot of my teachers in college. I think that's a lot more accepted. Like yeah. that that's the norm. Right. Is that you're going to find professors that you want to model yourself after well I mean and then when you're in college when you have those teachers or the professors that you really like you can like go out of your way to make sure you take them multiple times yeah like I know I had an English professor my first semester of college that I was just like this is this is great I've never had an English class like this before this is amazing like we watch movies we didn't just read books we listened to music and we talked about um art and wrote about it and everything and I went to go make my schedule for this semester and I saw she was teaching another class and I was like well I wasn't even what I'm supposed to be taking but I guess I just have to take it because she's teaching it so that that's my only option and I took it and Mm -hmm. I love it but uh, you get that option when you're in college you just keep taking classes from the same professor this is how I ended up taking a class about fight club was it that professor well I had no I hadn't had the professor before but I had heard she was a really great professor and like you could learn so much and it was so cool to take her classes and so I really wanted to take one of her classes so I I intentionally took this class that ended up being all about Fight Club. It was a great class. I don't know, I don't know how applicable that information is to your career, to my day to day, right? But it was a great class. Now, at least here's a good generational. It wasn't all pro, I should say. It wasn't all like pro, like <laughs> pro Fight, Fight Club. Cool. It was, it was like dissecting. I was gonna yeah. say that's got. I think that is applicable to our world today. <laughs> like it's kind of a <laughs> testament to toxic masculinity, and I, I like that's a. Oof. I take that class. We connected now. it. We connected it to like the Manchurian candidate. Like there was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, was rate my professor a thing mm. when you all were in college? Had it? If it wasn't, it was close because yeah, it was for me definitely. Because I, we is, never did it. Let me right. say this: none of I, I don't ever remember doing that with any of my really like using no. it to look at their readings or even rating them yourself. Mm-mm. See, so, I always no. every time when I'm scheduling. I look at rate my professor not that like because a lot of times when you're just starting out you don't really have a choice as to what classes you can take you just kind of have to take the ones that fit like you know what classes you're taking when it comes to different sections or different professors you just kind of have to take the ones that fit the best right but when you start having the, the options to take ones that you want or different times I always use it to 
look at which professors have the highest ratings. And then when I finish classes for teachers that I think were really either like super great or super not, I usually take the time to go make a rating for those professors. Just like I feel like it's like a service to my fellow college students. Like, hey, a warning or hey, you should take this professor for sure. Hmm. You're yelping your professors. Well, I feel like rate my professor is one of those things where it's like you're just looking at someone's name. You've never had this professor before. You could take either class. So I know it's the same class, but teachers teach them differently. And if one teacher, you know, like grades super harshly or is super unclear about assignments or, you know, doesn't teach things I, you're just interested in. And the other teacher is like super great and does interesting it's, stuff. That's really interesting to think about. Like I knew the ahead of time, like I intentionally took classes from certain professors without knowing them yeah because i heard who was like well that's like this one's really fun this one will teach you a lot this one's really good at this this one's i don't know like that's just an internet that's rate my professor is just an internet version of that yeah well that's why i'm wondering like that i feel like that information was transmitted pretty efficiently even before the internet which is weird i'm trying to think about like how did that happen Hmm. well i mean you know what I mean, Tay? I mean, like, do, do you feel like that, that osmosis happened even before? I I mean, like, it's, I, that was definitely, I don't know. Because I, I remember using Rate My Professor to get a better feel for teachers, but I guess it's a bit more like, like, that, that all kind of came to rise at the same time, though. I mean, you had reviews of restaurants, you had reviews of teachers, you had, like, it just kind of became, like, the, like the underground sort of hit back of like, you know, that's fine. You grade us, but we're going to grade you. Like, I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't trust it for everything. Like there's a little part on Rate My Professor where you can put the grade you got in that class <coughs> as well as like how you're rating the professor. So if I see a bunch of people that like did super poorly in the class and are like, man, this class was was too much homework or like mandatory attendance is awful. It's like, well, that's not, you know really a trustworthy review but if it's someone who like did well in the class but is still like hey maybe not the best you know person teaches or whatever then that's something to think about because i think i was introduced to it actually now that i think of it it was by a professor who like i was friends with on facebook who would post some of his funnier reviews on rate my professor because like (laughs) yeah it was one of my favorite professors but he'd get these reviews like too much reading too much writing it's like what are you going to college for buddy like that's yeah that's kind of things like that obviously don't deter me yeah Yeah. they don't deter me from a class but it's only when you know i i always think you should have to i mean i i can it's hard because it's such a double-edged sword as a as a physician i can tell you that um the those ratings can be very hard like patients can go online and rate their doctor yeah and if for instance in an area like ours where a lot of conversations are about opioid pain Mm -hmm. medications that can be a really tough thing to like i mean i know that your ratings can go down if you don't give out enough of those yeah wow and um i've also seen anti-vaxxers totally destroy doctors online like just totally destroy their ratings i i hope we're moving past an age when online reviews are considered i don't know i feel like in the restaurant industry we are just because like i've seen yelp weaponized even with personal vendettas like there was a dude that i worked with whose ex decided to 
try to get him fired by getting like by posting bad Yelp reviews, pointing a finger at him. He was a server and also getting uh, their friends to do the same and got this kid fired by posting several Yelp reviews that named him as a bad server. Aww. And like, cut, like he knew what was happening. He's like, no, it, it doesn't make sense. Like I, I break, we break up and then suddenly all this happens. These are all made up things. But like, it's, I just don't trust that. Like that stuff is so easy to manipulate. And like, even in the rate, my professors, like I would look at them, but a lot of these professors that got the harsh reviews, it's like, I really like that class, but yeah, they made you work. Like people don't review the classes very well where you have to do work in them. And that's pretty crappy. Like it's, well, I don't think that's always the case, at least with what I've seen. Like all the classes I've seen that are harder classes, there are a lot of reviews that's like, yeah, I had a lot of work in this class, a lot of papers to write or a lot of books to read or whatever, but the professor's super great at working with you or teaches you a lot outside of, you know, just the required material or is super understanding if you're having issues or whatever, like willing to help you. Like there aren't always people who are just like, yeah, it was too much work, so I hate it. Like, there are always those people. But I, I, I think it's pretty easy if you take the time to just read the actual reviews and not just like, oh, well, their overall rating is a two and half people wouldn't take them again, so I'm not going to take them. If you take time to actually read the reviews and see, like, well, how this person do in the class, you know, what, how much, what are it, their descriptions they're using? It probably was easier in some ways before the internet for this one because, I mean... What I would do is the, the whoever was telling me yes or no on a professor it was probably somebody I knew. Right. And so then I could filter their yeah. recommendation through my knowledge of right. them. Of them. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, too. And you're a lot more likely to get, like, I think, the whole story that yeah, way right. as opposed to what somebody is going to put on the yeah. Internet. Yeah. It's still at the, the yeah. hands of the anonymity of the Internet. Like, you can still kind of say whatever you want. And, like, I just... I'm sure there are plenty of perfectly good, valid reviews. It's just from experience of being on the receiving end of that in a professional setting. It's like, it's just so easy for people that aren't qualified. I mean, what qualifies somebody as a critic? I don't know. But like to have unqualified yeah. voices that if you get enough of them, suddenly you're, you're bad at your job. I mean, like you said, like if you don't yeah, deal I mean, out enough, enough opioids, then you're bad at your job. No, I think you're probably good at your job. <laughs> The only people might not be happy. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I'd say that I feel like something like great my professor is probably different is in the sense that it's not like a bunch of different people from different places there for different reasons, if that makes sense. Like we're all students at the same college who are all either probably in the same major, trying to get the same degree. Like to a certain extent, most of us are there, are there to like get through it and help each other out that are they're taking yeah. the time to write reviews on Ray by Professor. It's yeah. not it's not the same as like, you know, someone who visits a restaurant once or like goes to a doctor and has a, you know, doesn't get opioids. It's like, oh, this is awful. I, there are always those people who are like, oh, I got a bad grade on a test, so I'm going to give them a bad review. But yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. In, in my experience, the same people that like the same professors I hear from from my friends who are like, no, don't take them or yes, take them. Usually if you look on the right, my professor, the same things are usually. Hmm. Do they still have a little chili pepper to tell you if the professor is hot or not? Because that always really bummed me out. They do not. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was real. The only bad. things I remember on there are like general overall ranking, like one to five, and then percent of people who reviewed them that would take them again, um, and then the reviews. 
I don't, I don't think anyone should be weighing in on if they think their professor is hot or not. That's not a thing that I anyone agree. should have out there on the internet against their will. Yeah. Oh, no. And let me just say, Physical I don't let... parents should have nothing yeah. to do with any of I don't let rate my professor decide the classes I take, but it just is like a helpful... Sure, yeah. I don't know. Like if I'm between two classes and they're equal, but one has like a one and one has a five and the reviews mm-hmm. are pretty consistent... Or, you know, most of the time I even check it after I've already signed up for classes just so I can know what kind of workload or what kind of professor the the person is. I never uh, wanted to look myself up because I am, as I said, I am a, well, I'm an assistant professor. Do you think you're on there? I'm not a full professor. I don't know. I don't don't know how often med students do that. Maybe they do. Um, Well, but but you're also a host of of several popular podcasts if you want reviews about you just like they're all over the place look on itunes (laughs) well i don't want to no, but it's different it's a different arena and i don't i never wanted to know because i i really wanted to like i mean i wanted my students to feel like they got a good experience but i also i know there are so many different factors and um i know like grades are part of it although i was never i was never a very harsh Greater. You're not on Rate My Professor. Good. I don't know if you like that. I would about, rather not, you're be. not on there. I was, I was never well, harsh about that before, stuff anyway. I was now. <laughs> I, I was always pretty easygoing. I I don't. I hope. I got good. I we get reviews internally, right? And right. the reviews I got internally were almost uniformly. And good. that happens still. So, like we have to fill out the little end of the semester surveys about what we thought about our teachers, but we don't yes. see those. Like that's not widely distributed. Yeah, we get we get anonymous reviews internally just from like here are what all the students rated you right. and here are some comments they made and that kind of thing. And and so generally speaking, but it, it's tough to be on the other side of it because you're trying so hard to like teach, but also be kind of cool and like easygoing so that the person the learner feels comfortable with you, but not be too easygoing because yeah. then you're not being rigorous and actually they're not gaining knowledge right. from you. And man, that's, it's a tough road to walk. And I, the hardest uh, was actually one of those outside of class situations where I was out with one of my colleagues who was also an assistant professor at the med school. And we were uh, out at a restaurant where there was also alcohol and we were having dinner and talking and uh, two shots arrived at our table. Mm. and the waiter said uh they're from these are from that table over there and we looked over and there's a table of our students and it it was such a like we just sat there totally frozen having no idea what to do because first of all it's med school so everyone was an adult right everyone was of legal age to be drinking and purchasing alcohol and all that sort of thing but what do you do when you're the yeah teacher and your student has sent you a shot. I don't, it, we just, we sat, I mean, literally like 20 minutes looking at each other like, what do we do? Can we do them? Is that bad? Like, is and it if worse we if do you don't them, do them? Have we taken, like, is this a, I don't think they were bribing us, bribe. but like, does it, <laughs> does <laughs> now it Now you have to give us A's. <laughs> and these were like, especially in med school, a, a lot of times you're not going to have a student over and over again. So these were past students. We weren't going to have them again. Yeah. We weren't going to teach them again. But still, I don't know. We, but yeah. like, I remember the two of us sitting there like agonizing over these little shot glasses. Like, what do we I, do? I don't know. I, I got to ask, what was the shot? Uh, tequila. Was it good tequila? No, I think it was just well. Oh, see that? Um, you're going to send your professor a shot of well tequila? Did they not like you? (laughs) 
Maybe not. Well, they Maybe were med students. They <laughs> oh, that's true. They're poor. They're, they're, that's, that's, Maybe that's know. what it is. <coughs> they're deep in debt. They're in med school. That's understandable. I feel like that would be my yeah. concern. If you're going to send your professor yeah, no, a shot, it's got to be a good one. I think it was their way of saying, hey, you two are, we like you two. We're you're acknowledging cool. you. You know, I mean, like they were all, and they came over and talked to us afterwards, like, and, you know, just chatted for a minute about how was their year going. Now that they, they all were, just sat there at their table silently staring at you both for 20 minutes waiting to see if you take the shot or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they were doing the same oh, thing. Because, yeah. like, uh, part of me was like, I'm cool. I, I'm cool. And then the other part of me is like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And like, and then, and then it becomes this. Then we had this conversation. Well, should we try to pay them back? Well, I was going to say, that'd be the move. You then send them shots and then you come over and you all do a shot together. That's the cool ha- now, move. Now, see... We yeah. had that conversation, though, and then we're buying students alcohol, and we can't do that. We're professors. Is that illegal? This was, well, I don't think it's illegal, but I, uh, it's like a professionalism ethics yeah. thing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. We, it was funny because the students came over. We still had not taken the shots, and we were still, and so we just started debating it with them, and like we were all laughing and joking about yeah. it. So it turned into a fun, funny moment, and it was all appropriate yeah. and above the board but it was just it was we we just sat there because we're both my my colleague who was there with me we're both pretty like we want to do things right we don't want to get in trouble kind of people <laughs> like we're not you know we're not the type to go out and do shots with students yeah. so it was it was a moral what, conundrum. what ended up happening we eventually okay. took the shots they promised us they weren't bribing us and didn't mean anything other than, hey, there are two of our professors that we had in med school out for dinner. We'll get them a shot. It will be okay. funny. All that right. Be All right. Yeah. Glad so. you got the clarification. That was probably the best solution. <laughs> Just have a discussion. Yes. It was a, it was a fun conversation. And they, they I think they thought we were even nerdier to than uh, they thought we were to begin with. So. I don't think Good. we gained any cool points. Yeah. yeah, I think you lost some, but that's all right. You gained some respect points. There we go. There you go. Well, uh, I think that's all I have to say about teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are teachered out. We have, we have, uh, here's what I, can I, can I give a piece of advice? Sure. You're, you're probably already learning this, <coughs> Riley, because you are in, uh, college, but if any of our listeners are in high school, I would say that I figured out too late that that thing about teachers, like it's not just the stuff they have to teach you because they're your math or science or yeah. English teacher or whatever. Like they have all this life experience and they're teachers. So like they're good at sharing it with you by the, they've been taught how to do that. So their very nature is they're good at sharing that with you. And um, every time you get a chance to like, learn a little more, talk a little more, you know, glean a little more from a teacher. I think it's a great opportunity because they are people outside of like the room Mm -hmm. that you see them in. Um, And I just, I, I I wish by the time I realized that I hadn't taken enough advantage, taken enough advantage of that. And like, I tried to go back anytime I had the chance and like write emails and letters to past teachers to say like, I wanted you to know that you taught me this thing and I always remembered it and it meant a lot to me. And like, you know, uh, we don't we don't do that enough with teachers before college a lot of the time. No, that, yeah. That's super true. And I think especially like for high school teachers and, and I mean, you know, any any sort of like like public school teacher, it's like they're they're not getting 
like the best pay for the job they're asked to do and a lot of times that job can just be so hard like kids are mean and that's what they have to interact with like appreciate your teachers especially in high school especially in middle school because they are Mm -hmm. they are doing a service for our community and uh and they're not paid enough for it Mm -hmm. and yep yeah so be nice to teachers thank you teachers yeah Thank you for being my only friends. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. You can go to maximumfun.org and listen to a wonderful podcast that will bring you hours of entertainment and joy and laughs and knowledge, perhaps. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was two. Only one more year of that. Oh no. What are you going to say? I don't know. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like The Babadook Director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone Director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. (laughs) It's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.